chapter 23, it's, it's, really, um, it's really heavy. It's just six verses, really short, but it's, it's heavy. It's God's promises. It's, it's uh, who he is and what he does best. You know, he's a good shepherd. And, um, but so if you guys don't mind, I'm going um, to um, share Psalm 23 in um, the Amplified Version. So it might be a little different. So Psalms 23, guys. So the Lord is my shepherd to feed, guide, and shield me. I shall not lack. He makes me lie down in the fresh, tender, green pastures. He leads me beside the still and restful waters. He refreshes and restores my life myself. He leads me in the path of righteousness, uprightness, and right standing with him, not for my earning, not for my earning it, but for his name's sake. Yes, though I walk through the deep, sunless valley of the shadow of death, I fear, I will fear or dread no evil, for you are with me. Your rod to protect me and your staff to guide, they comfort me. You prepare a table before, before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My brimming cup runs over. Surely, or only goodness, mercy, and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life. And through the length of my days, the house of the Lord and his presence shall be my dwelling place. Isn't that heavy? Isn't that a promise that we can um, just rely on and fall on and, and um, just to keep close to our hearts? Um, you know, right off the bat, I love what it says, you know, the Lord, the Lord is my shepherd. Just that word, my, you know, like, um, you know, my wife, my kids, my car, you know, we take ownership of that. And then for the Lord, that we can have that relationship that we can say, my, my Lord. Meaning we have that relationship with them. And we, we want to take care of that relationship. We want to be with them. We want to, um, you know, he, we, go, we go to him for everything. Nothing too small, not, nothing big that, that, um, that God can't handle. And I think a lot of times, um, you know, we get distracted and stuff and, and I just think that he really wants us to be just right next to him. I mean, there's times where I forget my keys, my shoes, my chancla, and I'm over here looking for it and ask my wife. She don't know, and I just, you know, Lord, man, I'm having some trouble. What are my keys? And sure enough, they're hanging, you know. Um, in the first, um, the first three chapters, I'm sorry, the first three verses, tells us that the shepherd meets the sheep every need. From food, water, rest, safety, and directions, we will not lack the, necess- the necessities of life, for God knows exactly what we need and the time we need it. In Luke uh, chapter 12, verses 22 to 30, it you know, speaks of do not 
do not worry about your life, what you will eat, nor about the body, what you will, what you will put on. And it goes on to speak about the birds, how he feeds the birds. And I, and, and I always like, I love this verse because I have six kids, my little ones, especially my teenagers. So anytime I get a chance, you know, we always want, as believers, we're trying to look at um, things that go on in our life and other people's life through God's eyes or his perspective. We can never understand it from, a hum- from our perspective. So there was times where there's birds, I see birds, uh, you know, in the front, in my front of my, in, uh, my yard, and, you know, they're eating, you know, they're looking, actually looking for food, but they eat. And I tell my kids, you know, look at those birds. You know, isn't that something that you don't see the birds and, and, and uh, you know, doing some grocery shopping, pushing a shopping bag. <laughs> you, know, you know, God feeds them. How much more value are we than the birds? You know, it, it, you know it, that, that the little thing just like that just blows me away. And just to have that opportunity to share that with my kids. You know, I know that um, they might not understand it or get it, but later on, it'll, it'll click. You know, and, and I know sometimes as a father, I, I, I get a little upset, you know, with my kids and especially my little ones. They're like the biggest sinners in the world, man. They just do not listen whatsoever. Um, but I try, we try, that's our job as parents is to try to talk. To, but I think the most, not just to talk to them and tell them, but the most thing is to, um, is to live out our faith. That they see us in prayer, that they see us in a word, and that they see us here you know, fellowshipping, and, and that that it'll click later on, you know. So don't worry about that, because I know sometimes we get very stressful. I know I do get very stressed about my kids, but I know that one day it, it's, it's, gonna, it's all going to make sense for them. Um, I wanted to... Um, I wanted to talk about about the valley. You know, yes, though I walked through the deep sunless valley of the shadow of death. <sighs> you know, um, when my daughter was in hospice, um, you know, we got hit again. Um, we have a four-year-old, my Jayla. Um, She just didn't know what was going on. She was just um, she was just very thirsty, thirsty for water, just consistently, and we knew something was wrong. So the next day, we ended we ended up taking her to the to the doctors over there at Kaiser Montebello, and um, they were checking her, and um, they did a they uh, checked her sugar, and when they checked her sugar. Her sugar was at 454. Um, immediately they told us, you know, you guys gotta leave. You guys go to the, you gotta go to the um, you gotta go to the hospital. You gotta go to the, I, the ICU. So we had to go to Sunset Kaiser. We just left that place two days before because of my daughter, Nadine. So we went. Sure enough, uh, we went ICU for at least over a week, and. Um, Doctors were running tests, and, um, you know, they came back and they told us that, you know, your daughter has an autoimmune disease, 
and it, it attacks, uh, it is attacking her pancreas, she no longer can produce uh, insulin on her own. She has type 1 diabetes. It was, it was, um, it's been tough. You know, it's been really tough. Uh, she'll be, um, she'll be um, insulin dependent for the rest of her life. You know, you know, staying in that hospital in ICU. It's a valley. You know, you don't want to go through trials, and you, let alone your kids. You don't want to see them suffer. No one wants to suffer. But because we live in a fallen world and these fallen bodies and surrounded by fallen angels, bad things are going to happen, no matter what. How we handle it, that's going to show. You, we're going to see the Lord that way. And, um, you know, I... I um, you know, it was, it was tough, man. I, uh, I broke down there. I broke, it. I broke down. I broke down very, you know, I broke down and, and uh, an ICU with a social worker came in and she started talking to us and, you know, I just, it just hit me. It just hit me hard. You know, me and my wife, we had an exchange. Um, I had to be at the hospital. She had to come home to be with my daughter Nadine and then we'll change and I'll come home and she had to be with my daughter Jayla, it was really tough. You know, when you're in the, when you're in the, in, the, in the storm, when you're in the valley, you don't see anything. You, you don't even, you, it's hard. You don't even see um, why, uh, you know, not that you lose hope, but it's so intensified that um, um, you, you, I kind of understand what happened to Peter when he took his eye off the Lord. You know, he was starting to sink. And, and, and I love it but because the very next thing is he said the shortest prayer in the Bible was, Lord, help me. And he did. And, and that's, that's the beauty when you're reading the Bible and knowing God's word is the Holy Spirit will remind you. And he will minister to you and he'll talk to you. And it's it's, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt real bad. Um, you know, I was just breaking down because of my, what my daughter Nadine was going through in hospice, and I couldn't be there with her all the time. I was breaking down because my daughter Jayla, what she was going through, and then I was breaking down for my other kids who just miss us. We just, you know, couldn't be, you know, couldn't be home with them. That's what the um, that's what the valleys look like, guys. I know a, a lot of people here are going through something, are struggling some kind of way. Maybe in your marriage, maybe in your home, financially, we all struggle one way or another. Um, but I ask you, do not walk away from God. If anything, run to Him. Run to God. That would be the best thing you'll do for, for your life and for your, your family, your wife, your children. You know, everybody's why I know everybody was watching us, and um, 
I just knew, I knew God was there. Um, it's just hard. It's just hard when you're going through, you don't see, um, you know, you want your prayers answered immediately quick, but that's not how it works. It's on God's timing, and it has to be God's will. Um, you know, I get reminded about my daughter. I think about her every day, even more so my wife. Um, it's tough for her, very, very tough. As you guys, as mothers know for your children, you guys would lay down your life for her immediately, no questions asked. And um, that's why I ask if you continue, continue to keep us in prayer because it does, it does get tough. It, it does every day. My, um, every 20th, we th- you know, every day we think about it, but the 20th, it just marks her anniversary that she passed on. Uh, uh, June the 2nd is her birthday. She would have been 22 years old. Um, So, you know, things come up. But I'm just so grateful for the Lord for those six years that she fought. She fought hard. Um, For those 21 years that we got to um, see her and at her prom in high school and everything. I just, I, 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 I thank God. I can still thank God. And I remind myself that our ch- my six children, I love what Brother Richie said. I don't, I, don't, I don't think he's here. But he said at one of his sermons, we're just babysitters. We're, 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 these are God's children. We're, we're just babysitting them. We get to enjoy them and, and, and watch them grow just like God is enjoying us and watching us grow. Um, so it's tough that fear is going to come. You know, I experienced it. As a matter of fact, being up here, <laughs> fear is hitting me, <laughs> talking to you guys, man. You know, um, again, don't hang out with Pastor Manny too long. Um, I was up late and just, you know, reading God's word and just waiting for the Lord to speak to me. You know, um, and as he was speaking, you know, I was just thinking, you know, just think about your life. You, you think about everything that God has done in your life. And, you know, we want to be used by God, you know. Um, so we got we we to gotta kind of be raw in our walk, which is ready and willing. And, and God has a sense of humor because Pastor Manny asked me Wednesday. I didn't think it would be that, that fast. <laughs> but... Um, So he shared this, uh, Psalms 23, and that's why I want to share it again. And who better, who better than King David knows what a, shepherd sh- what a shepherd is like? You know, God is using, God is using the, uh, the analogy of sheep and their nature to describe us. Sheep have a natural tendency to wander off and go astray. They put themselves in great danger of being attacked and even, even killing themselves by drowning or falling, falling off cliffs. Sheep are basically helpless creatures who cannot survive long without a shepherd, upon whose care they are totally dependent. Because of our own nature, we tend to go astray as well, following the lust of our flesh and eyes and pursuing the pride of life. That's in uh, 1 John 2.16. 
Like a sheep, we too need a shepherd. This is why Jesus spoke of the parable of the lost sheep in Luke 15, 46. Jesus is a good shepherd who laid down his life for us, who searches for us when we're, when we're lost to save us and to show us the way to eternal life. Over there in uh, John ten fourteen, I am the good shepherd, Jesus says, and I know my sheep, and I am known by, by my, I'm sorry, by my own. And John ten eleven also says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. And I find that, I find that very very cool and interesting that with King David before he was king he was a shepherd. He, sh- he, knew, he, knew, he knew how to take care of the sheep, protect them, guide them, feed them, nurture them, everything. And now that, w- that, now that we know the Bible, we know that he, later on he becomes king. Um, isn't it interesting how God put him in that spot before he made him king? God orchestrated all these things just like he's orchestrating all these things in our lives. You know, there's times where we don't want to go through the process but as we go through it, we'll find out that later on in life, it was, for, it was for a purpose. You know, my daughter, that's exactly what she believed in. She believed that this was her purpose. Because of her having cancer, cancer never took her, um, cancer took her body, but it never touched her face. It never touched her soul, her spirit. She went all the way through believing in Christ. You know, God healed her temporarily for those six years, but he healed her permanently with him. We know God by faith and his word. She sees him right now. She sees his face. She's hugging him, kissing him, hugging, I mean, everything. She sees the Holy Spirit. I want to see the Holy Spirit. She's she's seen um, our Lord Jesus and our loved ones that believed in him that passed on. They see They've seen everybody. You know, and I think that's very important that we always keep our eyes on the Lord and always have this, always thinking of heaven and, and the things of heaven, not the things in this world. That we, always, we, that we, we, we keep our faith in God, period. N- not man, not nobody, just the Lord. That we, that we surrender every single day and submit ourselves to him so that he can do a work in us. And make us that man he wants us to be or that woman he wants us to be. And, and I think a lot of times we just get, you know, we, we live in the United States. The sad thing about it, about the United States is that, and of course around the world is that, you know, no one cares about God anymore. They, 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 they care about, people in the world care about offending other people, but not offending God. And as, as we... Um, as believers, that what we do is we, we love our Lord. We want to please him. So we, we, we try our best to watch what we say, what we hear, what we see, without being ju- uh, judgmental, without being legalistic. It's pure love and relationship. God, God does the judging. The Holy Spirit does the convicting. And we just do the love, man. It's hard. I have six kids and my wife. And I love what, what uh, Pastor Henny would uh, say. It's like, Two porcupines in a room. Uh, uh, arguments, you know, we're butting heads. Is, and for some reason, the kids know how to do that to us. I say no, she says yes. 
She says no, I say yes. Again, pray for me on that one. Um, it's tough. But um, th through everything, you know, isn't that neat that God searches for us? I think for me, my greatest fear is to lose communion with the Lord. To be so far out there that I may forget my way back. But that the Lord would always send people through text, phone call. He'll always send. He, he's always around. We just need to be looking for him every day. And being close to him. By, being close to him like if our life depended on it because it does. You know, we have the Lord now, man, as believers. And maybe you're here today that you, and you don't know the Lord. I pray. I pray that you come to know the Lord. That you know when that time comes, you know, we, when we take our last breath. Because the only way, guys, that we're going to leave this earth is through death, physically. And as believers, we know that to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. And it, that, that always trips me out that we're, we're actually on this small planet that's floating in air right now, in space. How God is so faithful, he sustains us. He's very mindful of, of us little human beings on this little planet called Earth. That, um, that he, goes, he goes out of his way to give us what we need. You know, not, not, you know, not the big house, big cars. He wants to give us that joy, that everlasting joy, not the temporary happiness. You know, he wants to give us a joy that's, um, that just surpasses human understanding. Just having joy and going to your trial, let me tell you, man, that's, that's gold. That's gold. Knowing that I'm just going through a season in my life right now. I might not get my answers here on earth, but I will get my answers when I see him face to face. And, and, and I know it will be all worth it. At, at work, we have a saying, I, I work for FedEx, I'm a truck driver, and our bosses always send us, well, my dispatcher always send us messages, you know, J-O-M's, you know, just one more cell. And then one time, the Lord, it was cool. As I was looking at that, and, and a thought just came to my head, it's, you know, just one more soul. You know, just one more soul. It's all about, when you're a believer, it's all about reaching out to others, your neighbors, everybody. You come in contact, and you want them to be saved. You want your family members to be saved. You want everybody to be saved. But, it's, you know, God gave us free will that it's, it's their decision. But we do our best to be used by him whenever it is and whatever we can. So through, um, through his willing sacrifice, the Lord made salvation possible for all who come to him in faith. And we all know John uh, 13, 6. You know, that says it all right there. And I wanted to share, uh, if you guys want to turn to John uh, 15, uh, I'm sorry, John 10, verses 25 to 30. And this one I'm going to read in the uh, New King James Version. This is, comes, as, comes as a warning. Um, these are, if, you, if you know the Lord, you, you will know his voice. If you don't know the Lord, you will not know his voice. You, and you, therefore, you will not live a life knowing the Lord. 
So in John chapter 10, verses 25 to 30, uh, says, Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me, but you do not believe, because you are not of my sheep. I said to you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. As a believer, that's gold. As a non-believer, that's scary. And you know what the Lord says, I believe it's in Hebrews, you know, you cannot please God without faith. And it's so cool because, again, God speaks that all you need is faith as a mustard seed and you can move mountains. You can move those trials. God will get you through the storm. There's people here that your loved ones don't know the Lord. They're so far out there that they're addicted to drugs, to, por to porn, some pornography, so much things going on. They, they just so blind, they don't see anything happening. But they're watching your life. They're watching the joy that you have in your life. You don't even have to say anything. They will know, they will, they will read your life and know that you do have a relationship with God. And I can say that with confidence because that was my daughter. My daughter never preached. Nadine never preached. She never spoke. All she did was just smile. Her big smile. She had that big smile. And people knew that people knew that she knew the Lord. That's how she shared her faith. I came to know the Lord because of her. My wife, my children, my brother, my daughter's uh, fiance, his dad, this numerous of people came to know the Lord because of my daughter. I just want to say that we could do the same thing. You want to be used by God. You don't have to say anything. All you got to do is just live your faith out. And just wait. Wait for your opportunity. Don't, don't force nothing on anybody. Don't force nothing on your family. God will appoint that time. And when he appoints it, take it. Take it. There might be a time. There's a saying. I don't know how accurate this is. But there's a saying. When you get to heaven... And the first thing you want to do, we're going to love, we're going to just, man, hug on our Lord. He's not going to want to let him go. There's going to be people behind him. People that you don't even know. People you have no clue who they are. <laughs> but they want to hug you and tell you, because of you, I'm here. You know, because of what you've said, what the life you lived, um, I made it to heaven. Isn't that something? That's what I would want. I want people to, I want everybody to experience the, the joy of the Lord, to come, to come to know the Lord, not because I told them, but because God was always calling them. And, and now they, they, they understand that when they go to trials that the Lord is there.
I know it's tough, guys. I know it's really tough. The life we live, um, the busyness, you know, at work, everywhere, everything. It's tough. But do not, um, I think Pastor Manny was sharing this on a Thursday. My, one of my favorite uh, verses is Matthew 6.33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. I pray that, we seek, that we're seeking him, that we're putting him first. You know, I, I struggle with lazy. My wife's not here right now, so I can say this. <laughs> you know, I, I struggle with laziness and, and just, you know, balancing things out. You know, your marriage, your walk, your, your priorities, all these things. It's tough. But let me tell you, man, when, 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 you <laughs> when you're in the word and the Lord starts ministering and talking to you, there's nothing better than that. You know, God comes first no matter what. Before your wife, I can say that again, too. Not yet. Your kids, she knows it. But, um, God is number one. He comes first. And that's just the message I wanted to um, um, share with you guys.